From the Asset Builder headquarters in Dallas, Texas, welcome to Keep It Simple, a show that discusses simple techniques and philosophies to help de-stressify investors around the world. I'm your host, Jared Herzog, and welcome to the show. Today, we're learning from our esteemed veteran registered investment advisor, Adam Morse, and our human economic database and fearless CIO, Michael French. And today, we're talking about annuities, whether or not you've been in one, whether you're thinking about one. We discuss the ins and outs of what annuities are and things to watch out for and things to look forward to. And it was a great episode. Okay, guys, let's get to the show. All right. We are here again with the uh, with the dynamic duo here, ready to lay some incredible knowledge on us. Do and I get to be Batman and he can be Robin? Uh, you'll have to take that up with Robin. Uh, that's true because Batman's a lot older. <laughs> oh, maybe I should, have a cooler actually, utility belt. Maybe you should be Alfred uh, and I'll, sh- I'll be Batman. <laughs> and Jared, Robin. Jared can be Robin. I like how you worked your way into the cool position. I don't want to be in your uh, own you know, got a problem fantasy solve. at all. <laughs> got a problem solved. Okay, speaking of Batman and Robin, today we're talking about annuities. So let's start. Can we, can we start with a disclaimer? Sure. We don't we don't sell annuities. We're not mm-hmm. trying to market annuities. We are not trying to encourage you to buy annuities. We're also not here to bash annuities. Right. So full disclaimer: we're not trying to sell anything. We, in fact, if you came to us and said, "I want to buy an annuity," we won't sell you one because we can't. Right. Go yeah, for this it. is much more a. We're just looking at this objectively. Um, we do know, even though we don't sell them, and, and that's for a lot of reasons, not that we just think they're terrible, um, but we're just looking at this from a, hey, it's a financial tool that's available to people. Um, what are the pros and cons, and when should they be used? When should they not be used? Right. Um, so what is the main benefit or main draw of annuities to too many retirees or people looking at retirement, Adam? I think chiefly it's certainty. It's certainty. Um, I think, you know, in this retirement series, we've talked a lot about the different risks in retirement and um, some of the emotions that can come along with that. Um, I think a theme through a lot of our, our discussions has and will continue to be, you know, a lot of investing and a lot of uh, financial planning in general. It isn't about the hard math and numbers. While there is a lot of that, it's a lot about the emotion surrounding it and the psychology behind it. So um, one of the biggest hurdles in any investing strategy and plan is keeping everyone on track when the seas get rough because seas will get rough out there. I mean, we know it. 2008, um, the general market might have a short memory when it comes to that. If you look at, you know, us markets since then, but we certainly don't have a short memory. And so, um, I think that's the main draw of annuities for retirees. Annuities scratch that itch of no matter what happens, you're going to have this. Right. Right. And and we can kind of get into is that really true or not? And and you know, it's not that simple of a statement. But in general, I think that's the big attraction to annuities. It's okay, I've checked that box. I don't have to worry about, you know, markets affecting my portfolio. So what are the some of the drawbacks that people may not have considered or realized when they enter into an annuity? I think the the biggest one is uh People that people always think of is the cost. People always assume, oh, well, there's this, there's a sales charges, front end load. There's people think that that's the biggest issue. I think the reality is that in retirement, the biggest uh, drawback to an annuity is if you had nothing but this one stable stream of income, um, it may not be inflation protected. Mm. So 
that's a real problem when you're going to live 30 years. If you ask people today, what is the price of bread going to be in 30 years? Most people are, they have no idea. I couldn't tell you because I don't know what bread costs today. You don't eat bread? I just don't buy bread. I, I buy it like it's in a cart. I don't know what it costs today. Okay. Do you? I'm, I think it's like two something, maybe like three. It what depends on the bread. Is. Well, it depends on the bread. Like I buy nice bread, so I buy like $5 bread. Oh, wow. Yeah, $5. I, I buy the same bread I got when I was a kid. Same exact stuff. Nature, is it the white? Nature's own honey wheat. Oh, oh nature's own honey wheat's yeah. so good. Yeah, How much so is that? Two fifty. There you go. We should get my wife online. She could tell us. Anyway, so I love how my only point, one knows the price of bread. My, okay. Well, I just don't grocery shop a lot, and when I do, I just throw it all. It's all just one big pile. But the point is that an annuity doesn't continue necessarily. You don't have inflation protection that says I'm going to continue to grow with the cost of inflation. It's right. here's $2,000 a month and that $2,000 is what you're going to get for the rest of your life. Right. The second thing is, and we talked about this in prior episodes, as I age, I need chunks of money at different times. And so if I have an annuity that covers my fixed expenses for the rest of my life, that may be fine, but it's not going to be adequate to provide for everything I need. And so one of the biggest drawbacks that when you, when you hear people, uh, a lot of academics will say, well, of course you should annuitize. You get a little bit more money or a lot more money in some cases. They'll say you get more money, though, than you do if you try to liquidate your portfolio. That may be true, but if you have a liquidity preference that says I'm going to need variable spending, throughout my life, then you can't annuitize and get that. Right. So that's probably the biggest drawback. And, and he's talking about the, the name for that is liquidity risk, right? So, I mean, common example, your roof gets blown off, yep. right? Got a $30,000 deductible. If I've traded in my $2 million portfolio for $3,500 a month, where do I go to harvest, you know, a lump sum of 30000 And annuities don't offer that, right? And so... Um, right. Again, it's a characteristic of something. Is it good or bad? It's probably neither. It's just something to be aware of if you're entering into that world. The whole point of an annuity should be that we're a large group of people, and some of us are going to die too soon. And what we would have paid to the people who died too soon, we're now going to pay to the people who survived. So some people can live a little bit longer than their life expectancy. Overall, what that means is you're going to get a stable income, which was what Adam said, but you're also going to get it for longer than if you just tried to do it yourself because you don't know when you're going to die. We know statistically when a large group of people, we can tell you when they're kind of going to die. Mm -hmm. We don't know who's going to die early. We don't know who's going to die late, but we know in a large group of people. So mathematically what you end up is with is you're getting a higher payout than you would if you just did it yourself and said, I'm going to plan for my own life. All of the other benefits that an annuity might offer you are benefits, but they come at a cost. Right. So, for instance, period certain, uh, death benefits, et cetera. Um, Adam can talk to you about the mortality and expense charges, uh, the death benefits, what those would cost relative to just buying a life insurance policy to provide a death benefit Um, because those then begin to fall into the category of what we would characterize as drawbacks. And they're not necessarily drawbacks. They're simply expenses. 
There are expenses associated with this thing that you may or may not want. Right. The analogy I use is, is annuities are not created equal, right? So if you got an annuity salesman in here, when we say, you know, they have liquidity risk, first thing, you know, he or she's going to tell us is, well, no, no, that's not true because you can add this rider. And, and those things are true. But the way I look at it, it's like if you're building a car, right? Every car starts like if you're building an F-150, you have the base F-150, right? But then, you know, Jared, if you sit down and option it out, you might put every, you know, horn bell and whistle on it. And I might just say, well, I just want it to haul rocks. So I just yep. want base, whatever. So you're going to end up with a much different end vehicle than I am. And you're going to pay more than I am, but that doesn't mean that's bad. It just means maybe you value, you know, having the seat warmer in it more than I do. Right. Annuities are very similar. You have the base product, right? That, mm -hmm. that is the, the chief function, but then you can add all these different layers and, and, and features to it, but they have costs. And so it's just really important to know what those costs are, know what form they take and know what you're getting for it. Um, and that can be really hard to do because annuity companies, insurance companies love paperwork. So anytime you're you're going down this path, it wouldn't be a bad idea to to get somebody alongside you that maybe has some experience in that because it is a lot to wade through and it can become intimidating very quickly. Um, so just being aware of this, doing the research and and knowing what those figures are and those charges are is really important. Yeah, so uh, anytime you buy any financial product, it's important to know the person that's selling it to you is compensated in some way. They're right. not generally just doing this for fun. So, Because there's a difference between advising someone to do something yeah. and then heeding that advice yeah. and selling someone something. Right. Right. So the guy who's selling this to you needs to be compensated. It's fair. He should be compensated. Sure. But what is he being paid compared to you know, the standard, how's he being incentivized? So when somebody comes to you, for instance, and says, this is a really great deal, you should take it. Well, maybe I don't need the great deal. Maybe right. I don't. And, and so, you know, how are you being incentivized, compensated? Well, maybe you're only compensated if I buy this. And so you're not necessarily giving me good advice for me. You're just hoping to make some money. And then lastly, I do want to touch on this because we've kind of indirectly mentioned it, um, but it's really important annuities and again in general do not have a death benefit right they don't they don't because what what, what michael mentioned um just the mechanics of how annuities work uh -huh. like logistically within the insurance company they're pooling assets so you have a hundred people each put in a million dollars right and that money is essentially pooled together because what they know is of these hundred people in the next year 99 will be with us. One person will have died. Yeah. And because they only lived one year into the policy term, they have most of their money still in the pool. So let's say they have $950,000 of that deceased individual's money still in the pool. They can use that $950,000 to then pay out to the rest of the people still in the pool. And over time, you have that feature. That's what allows people to outlive their life expectancy and still have the guaranteed income stream. The people who died early. The people who died early, yeah. their uh, lump assets are basically yeah. still there. And so what that means is, and this is where it's so important because, again, we're not giving generalized advice and you need to know, like, this is where the difference between an annuity being good or bad could be you've had a prior heart attack. Yeah. And you're in, you know, less than ideal health. Mm -hmm. Right, because understanding whether you're overfunded or underfunded in retirement, which is essentially saying, do you anticipate having assets left to your estate 
at your life expectancy or do you not? That could be the decider. Because with an annuity, 99% of the time, when you pass, you had the benefit of guaranteed income no matter what. But when you pass, there's nothing there for your estate if you don't have other assets, obviously. Or if you don't or take if you don't the, pay. the writer, Correct. Like the, the tenure writer. And to be very clear, when, when Adam says there's no death benefit, there's there are two stages to an annuity. There's accumulation and there's once I've annuitized. And so everything we're talking about is after you've annuitized, after you've decided to take out the benefit. Mm-hmm. If you're saving money in an annuity and you've put aside a million dollars and you die, that money is yours mm-hmm. and your estate's. It is not the insurance company's. Right. It's, it's once you annuitize and you make that decision to start taking out the payout that essentially you've pushed your chips over to them and said, okay, now take care of me. Mm-hmm. So, Whereas if you have a portfolio that is you know, invested into the market, um, that's your money. That's your money. And so it goes to your estate. And so the income associated, the income stream generated by that that base of assets is also your estates. So commonly that's your spouse or your children. So, um, and again, that's fine. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And it makes a lot of sense for a lot of folks. If you have, you know, if the four generations of your grandparents have all lived to be 105 plus and you're in great health and you run marathons at 77, guess what? Annuity might make a whole lot of sense for you. Um, and And so it's just being aware of that feature. And there are, this is possible, but there are medically underwritten annuities where uh, they will pay you a higher benefit because you're sick. Like you get put into a different pool and now you're into a pool of people who have you know, health conditions. Um, and so instead of saying, well, we assume that the average is gonna be 85, they're gonna say, well, we assume that the average is gonna be 75. So you're in a pool of people and you'll get a higher benefit because they know we're gonna pay out for a shorter shorter benefit of or a period of time for this group of people. So. There, there are uh, solutions for people like that, but it's not typically what you you see when you go and you buy an annuity. It's age and gender based the calculation for what you're you're able to get. Right. So people just need to take a just understand how their life is and compare it to what you know. Understand what an annuity is and understand what their life needs are before engaging in. He's right. Anything else you want to add, Adam? I don't think so. Thank you very much for your time, gentlemen. Once again, we'll see you guys next week. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as an offer, solicitation, recommendation, or endorsement of any particular security, product, or service. For more information, visit assetbuilder.com.